It is time for the rural news with Sally Murphy in Ōtautahi. Kia ora, Sally. And a study has shown it's farmers, not the ground, that make the most difference to improve winter grazing. Kia ora, Mani. Yeah, conducted by the Southern Dairy Hub, the study, which was spread across 11 farms, looked at three different crop sowing methods for fodder beet and kale. When done poorly, intensive winter grazing can create a muddy mess, leading to, leading to animal welfare and environmental issues. But the study found no crop or sowing method performed better than the others. Spokesperson for the study and Southland farmer Suzanne Hanning says it shows reducing the harm of winter grazing comes down to how much effort a farmer puts in. Some of the takeaway messages, I guess you could say, was that the more effort you put in, the better outcomes that you had. So if you, um, you know, good, good soil, good seedbed preparation, like if you were direct drilling, if you did it really well, if you were ridging your crop, if you did that really well, um, it didn't matter what method you used. Um, if it was managed well and prepared well, the outcome was the same. It was, it was always a better outcome than if it was just sort of you know, ad hoc, willy-nilly. You know, if the people on the ground weren't weren't heavily involved in the actual understanding, yeah, you had much better outcomes if it was well managed. Suzanne Hanning says Plant and Food Research wants to expand on the study by doing a more controlled one next winter. The asparagus harvest has just begun, but some growers' fields are still partly underwater from recent flooding. It's hoped this season will outperform last year's when just a third of the spears were harvested because COVID lockdowns disrupted the restaurant trade right up until Christmas. Cam Lewis from Horofenua's Tendertips Asparagus says they cranked up the pack house last week, but they have to get to the produce first. Still quite a few of our paddocks are underwater at the moment, but we're hopeful for a good spring. Last spring was tough, so we're hopeful we can um, we can get a lot of asparagus out to consumers that have been patiently waiting for it, as it's normally the, the sign that spring has arrived when asparagus is on the shelf. Like growers across the country, Cam Lewis says chronic labour shortages are affecting productivity. He says this year's staff shortages have been the worst on record. Definitely the most challenging season ever in terms of numbers of people looking for for jobs. We thought last year was hard in and amongst COVID, but it looks like this year's shaping up to be even harder. Are you going to have enough people to get everything done? TBC, possibly not. We're hopeful, but with full employment everywhere, it's hard for Kiwis to decide to leave a full-time job to come and work for a seasonal one like ours. So Mm -hmm. hopefully a few more backpackers arrive and and the government keeps supporting RSEs. But um, we'll be right when there's a will, there's a way. And Cam Lewis says despite the challenges, all stores should have asparagus for sale by the end of the month. Researchers are testing whether removing kinna, a type of sea urchin, from parts of the Marlborough Sounds will see seaweed populations increase. University of Auckland Associate Professor of Marine Science, Dr Nick Shears, says intensive fishing of the predators that normally keep kinna numbers under control, like crayfish and blue cod, mean kinna has become widespread in the region. He says the kinna have been chewing through seaweed populations, which are a vital source of nutrition for sea life. So they've removed kinna in some areas to try and rebalance the populations. We're trying to understand across Totoranui, Queen Charlotte Sound, whether you know the kinner are the primary reason for the lack of kelps and large seaweeds there. So we've we've removed kinner from a number of places across the sound to see if the the seaweeds and kelp will come back on their own, or or whether we need to um, use some form of active intervention to you know translocation or bringing seaweeds in. 
Dr Nick Shears says the research team is working closely with local iwi who view kina as an important source of kai. The New Zealand US dollar exchange rate has helped uphold recent export returns and farm gate prices for lamb. AgriHQ senior analyst Mal Crowd says that's good for exporters who are preparing for increased shipments for Chinese New Year. The weaker New Zealand dollar in terms of for exporters couldn't have come at a better time just as production is about to start to ramp up. Uh, in August we saw lamb exports reach over 18,000 tonne. Now, just over 8,000 tonne of that went to China. Um, that's record high for August um, for AgriHQ records. But it does come as a uh, little surprise because the overall ex- uh, August export volume was at a, a high. Um, as we approach the Chinese New Year, the next few months should pick up again, both in terms of volume and value. The celebration date for Chinese New Year is starting around 10 days earlier than last year, um, which means that the cutoff date for shipments of lamb will be around late November, early December, which is a little bit earlier than we've seen in previous years. That's Mel Crowd from AgriHQ. The deer industry says a proposed updated code of welfare for deer is a positive step forward for the sector. The Ministry for Primary Industries has released the document, which has suggested changes to the 2018 code. They include new minimum standards for milking deer, managing deer in enclosed spaces, and it requires all farmers to have an up-to-date animal health plan based on veterinary advice. Another proposed proposed change is banning the use of electro-immobilisation devices. Deer Industry New Zealand Chief Executive Innes Moffat says the change won't affect farmers greatly. They're not used very widely at all. I think partly this is a reflection that the code hasn't been updated substantially since 2007. Um, And so we are playing a little bit of catch up on what was in the previous code. Things like electro-immobilisation are not at all widely used through the industry. The changes like providing fresh water during winter grazing, will farmers have to do many upgrades to their farm for these proposed changes? For deer, they're not often back-fenced when they're on a winter crop anyway, so we think that this is a reflection of good farming practice. Animals should have access to clean drinking water at all times. Submissions on the proposed code close in November. And that's the rural news for today. Koe rā te porongo o te taiwhenua. Kia ora, Sally.